Alright guys, welcome back. 2024 is here and we are kicking things off with this episode of the Inside Dirt Show, uh, recapping a bit of an impromptu show from the Sunshine State MX Series at Harvey Bay last weekend. Uh, we were in attendance and yeah, you'll hear it all on the podcast, great weekend, great, weekend, great event and uh, a lot of pro guys there, a lot of great racing, so we thought why not, let's throw a little preview show together and uh, talk about it. Um, this is of course the Inside Dirt Show, is being brought to you by... Uh, Thor via Gas Imports Australia. Um, the 24 Thor Spring release has been out now for just a few weeks, and you've seen it on the likes of Aaron Plessinger, uh, Danger by Deegan, Cooper Webb. The Aloha uh, gear is nice and cool and colourful amongst the new Sentinel protection products. Uh, make sure you go to Gas Imports and check out the Thor brand page, and um, you can check out the dealer locator and uh, get your um, get yourself some spring release Thor and also the Michelin Star Cross 6, which has been out for a little while now. But tell you what, it's an amazing tire. It's getting great reviews for both moto and uh, off-road. And the Star Cross 6, there's plenty of Star Cross 6s out there at uh, Harvey Bay uh, in the deep sand. So it was cool to see. But uh, again, make sure you go to gasimports.com.au. Check out the Michelin brand page uh, on the website. And there's all the tire sizes um, fitment info and your dealer locator to find out where you can get your uh, local you know dealer to get you a Michelin Star Cross 6. So with that being said, uh, myself and Richie Leach are going to talk about the Sunny State Series here and uh, let's get to it. Okay kids, you're in for a real treat today. He, he's Jimmy's brother, the guy, the singer. Gator, never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. It'd be like looking over and seeing your, your ex-missus with someone else. Like it's a... There's a few of them going around in the pits, I'm sure that's <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I've been smacking lately? Can we say it on the show? <laughs> Why weren't you more successful? Well, you know, because I sucked. So. guys welcome back it is 2024 we have been gone for a minute we've been gone since supercross inside dirt show on the inside dirt network this is a bit of an impromptu show we've got a lot of exciting announcements as you see we just got the socials going this week uh inside dirt is back for 24 we've got new shows coming up uh we're bringing back the amx superstores prime x review shows we'll be dropping those uh you know we'll be dropping the re preview show for Primex in a few weeks because one thaggy round one is coming up but we were at the sunny states this weekend round one at harvey bay and um man the racing was insane it was basically a junior aussies on day one and a Primex on day two that's how much uh, talent and and pro teams and elite level riders was there and um i just thought man let's do a podcast let's get the inside dirt show going and um and let's talk about the racing. So I've managed to wrangle um, Richie Leach. Richie is, uh, a, I think we've explained this before on the show, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again so everyone has context. Richie is obviously the fiance of Renita. You'd have seen Renita on the socials and heard her on the podcast. She's our brand manager at ID Media Group. And um, it's the craziest story because uh, Richie and I actually grew up in the UK together. Uh, and then Richie and I pretty much went to America at the same time. He went a few years before me, but we'll get into that, uh, in, in California to train and race. And then we sort of went our separate ways. And many, many years later, I bump into Richie at the 22, uh, Primex at Coolum. 
and and he lives up here on the sunny coast. I do now too. And and his fiance works with us, and it's just this really crazy. Just goes to show how inbred Moto is, Richie, because now we're ch- like chilling at your, on your couch, and you were racing the sunny states on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Hey, like to to think, uh, you know, back all those years, we were racing some one two fives together. Even found some photos uh, back in the day a few weeks ago. Hey, and it, uh, yeah, to think that we're sitting here having a chat now, it's it's nuts. It is. It's cool, man. Yeah, the photos were really cool, and um. Because we were trying to figure out, like, we were from the same era, but had we raced each other that much? Because you're a couple of years younger than me, but we did that season of the, the 125 British Champs in 2006, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was about 2006, because that was the, towards the end of 2006 is when I moved to California. That's right. Um, and yeah, I think the, was at the Dep 125 Cup, we yeah. found a few uh, old yeah. picks kicking around, so. Yeah, in the first turn, yeah. You had yeah. the whole shot, I think I was about third on that old roached out CI 125, but... <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I was just thought like it would be really cool to talk about the sunny states, and, and I think we need a whole other podcast on your story and your career because you know we'll get into it soon because everyone listening is just going to want to hear about the sunny states. But what I really like about your story and mine is very similar in the sense of you know you race pro in in Europe like I did, you race pro in America. I didn't race pro in America, but you did Supercross. I ended up doing you know, freestyle motocross in America. You ended up doing road racing in Australia in British Superbikes, and and there's all these career paths. But it's I guess when you land in Australia, same as me, no one really knows you had a career, you had a backstory. They just go, "Oh, there's this guy at the track." No yes. one knows, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's not something many people understand, you know. Now, definitely, like it, a bit of a unique story. Like looking back, it's uh, it's definitely oh, there's lots of little different paths I went down. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah, decided to call Australia home. Like it's just such a great place to live, and sometimes uh, regret maybe you know stopping racing maybe a little bit too early, but just had a massive amount of injuries and really struggled to uh, to deal with that. Um, but yeah, now like just racing for fun, like just obviously got the one, two, five KDM one, two, five, just, which was for the last year for the one, two, five cup, which was just awesome this mm. year. Uh, you know, after the first round of Harvey Bay there racing against all the two fifties in that deep sand, it was uh, a bit of a wake up call, but yeah, mate, you see, you're fresh off the plane. You've been snowboarding in Japan with the boys for two weeks and then, and then you go, I'm gonna go do Harvey Bay. And it was so hot. I mean, I bumped into you. Um, I was actually coming out of the toilets and you just finished your first moto and you had forearms like the Incredible Hulk. Just like <laughs> the hot was blowing out of your wrists. Oh, man. Like, it was brutal. Obviously, the heat was definitely a challenge for everyone on the day. Um, I think, yeah, as you said, Saturday was warmer than Sunday. So I wasn't there Saturday, thankfully, but Sunday definitely kind of tested the uh, tested the body. Like, I hadn't ridden the bike for about six weeks. And to uh, to go and, and race on Sunday there with with the obviously a lot of fast guys the track got really beat up, and uh, it was cool like you know the track formed up pretty well and uh, now nah, it was definitely a lot of fun but definitely need to put more uh, effort on the bike fitness side of things. <laughs> oh, it's such a balance though, isn't it? Right, like because we we talked about this when when I was sitting not sitting I was standing next to you and you're on the start line we were you know joking around and it's like I said to you I don't think it's such a bad thing you're on the 125 because if you were on a 250F or a 450 in the expert class like because I, I know you have the speed to still run with those guys for a few laps and then the ego gets involved and you don't want to admit that you have to slow down or you're going to crash because you're going to get pumped up or tired or whatever it is and um, it much as it's a lobster claw getting off the gate and a disadvantage like I think once you were out there from what I saw like 
you could stay on top of the bumps and it went pretty good. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. Like the obviously yeah, the starts were the big weakness and you know, the first race uh got caught up in a bit of a pile up on the second corner and obviously when you're mid pack it's just gonna happen. But um I got like a, a bit of a, you know, decent launch off the concrete and then I hit the sand and it was like, you know, every bike passed me with three I watched three one of your starts. Your <laughs> jump was so good. Yeah. And, and you'd probably, because you know how responsive the two strokes are off the concrete. Yep. Like you can almost do that bunny hop, right? Like yes, I remember yeah. I used to race 252 strokes. You kind of go, yeah, and like get off them. Yeah. And then you landed shift to second. Were you starting first? No, second year. Second year, yeah, yeah, okay. Or you shift to third then and it was just like, yum. Oh, man. And I was on the inside. I thought, you know, it'd be a bit safer trying to just be on that inside and hooking a tight line. But uh, yeah, never got to the first corner in a good spot. And yeah, it was was pretty brutal, obviously, uh, just just being mid-pack for for those first few laps. There was some hairy moments. Like there was some guys getting pretty sideways, especially down that back straight. It was, uh, you know, lots of bumps, lots of ruts and... Yeah, definitely a bit of an eye-opener coming back to that race. So Yeah, I can imagine. All right, so Honda Sunshine State MX Series, round one. Um, man, I'll be honest, Richie, uh, last-minute deal, ID Media Group, inside the, you know, it's the same agency and, and uh, that, that, that we run here. Um, we ended up getting the, the management deal to go in and, and run the, the championship socials and generate video and photo and all the things that, that we do. Um, last-minute thing. I've never been to a sunny states before now. I've heard about it a lot coming from Victoria. You hear about it and being up here, I heard about it, but I never really thought about it that much. Like I've always really just done Primex and Supercross. I've yep. been to a lot of the local races in a long time. Not to say I'm a snob, I just have had no reason to, right? Yep. Man, I could not believe like they had, they said if they could have taken every entry, they 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 had to obviously close the classes because they were pretty much all full. Yeah, I heard and then that. I think in some junior classes they ran qualifying, right? Yes, or they yeah. did Group A, Group B. Yep. To make a forty rider field, I think there was nearly seven hundred riders, and they said if they could have took every entry, it would have been over seven hundred and like nearly eight hundred riders. Man, I yeah, I well. never seen nothing like it. And yep. and shout out to the the Queensland Moto Group and and motorcycling queensland because all those guys you know i I don't want to leave anybody off the list i'm not going to name names but like the the group as a whole between mq you know at least the guys i have dealt with trent and kylie and bianco and john and and everybody else like i said i'm not not naming names i don't remember everybody but far out the effort they go to to make that event run because essentially it is a junior Aussies on Saturday and a Primax on Sunday. Like it's insanity. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, you drive in there and it, it actually feels like a pro national, you know, like the, especially this weekend, obviously I think a lot of guys were keen to, uh, to obviously do some preseason testing and, and get some uh, race laps under their belt. And uh, yeah, like it's, I mean, the organizers done, done an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, it ran smoothly. Um, yeah. I mean, the track prep was awesome. You, you just couldn't fault any part of it. Right. Good man. And I think, um, it, it it almost to me had like a Loretta Lynn's kind of vibe because you got the the juniors or, or as they say in the states the amateurs and then the pros and yep. it's on the same weekend same day like you had junior lights on Sunday with the pro guys then you got the vets on Saturday the women's yep. like it's it's cool it was and, really cool and that's that's a good point like I actually never did Loretta's but obviously what you see of it it, it actually it is exactly that I mean you know it's it's um. Yeah, it's a cool event. Obviously, there's a lot of guys. I know, like Prongy, uh, he's bringing guys from Western Australia. We were just talking that, obviously, there's a few Kiwis, a lot of guys from down south. I mean, there's some serious talent in, in that championship. And, um, you know, you could see that in the racing. Like, there was a lot of lot of fast guys. There was some good racing. And, um, 
obviously when you put good events together, it, it brings all, all the riders out to, to compete. So. Well, yeah, build it and they'll come, right? Yes. But, I mean, it's strategic, you know, for all the teams. I mean, obviously Honda sponsored, you know, title sponsors of the series now. So the entire, you know, 17 rider, Yuriv Konsky, yep, you know, yep. HLC <laughs> Honda squad was there across women's, junior, uh, you know, women's uh, MX2, MX1. Um you know, and then obviously you had Yamalu Yamaha, yeah, the WBL Yamaha boys. Ferris was there. Yep. Um, Todd Waters Race Line Husky team was there. Um, Moto One KDM yep. Rise of Motorsport Husky. Um, I, I, there's probably more I'm leaving off the list. Like yeah. there was so many. You know, the Yamaha Junior Squad was there. Yep. It's just so, and, and not even there was all like the the little junior teams that Motor X development team from Queensland, and then. Like we talked about the families from New Zealand. I mean, uh, Cooper Ford was there from Tasmania, his junior factory KDM. Like, yep. you can't get much further away. I don't know what's further away from Queensland, like Harvey Bay. Is it New Zealand or is it Tasmania? I don't know. Yeah, yeah probably pretty close, <laughs> right? Same, yeah, and that's exactly right. And I think as well, it'll be interesting to see how many riders continue to, to do the series. Like, I think, you know, the the racing that uh, obviously we saw in the, the Pro MX1 class, like um, – it was some great racing and I think it was, it was fantastic, you know, preseason, you know, uh, laps for, for the guys and hopefully they, they'll come back and do some more because I think it's, uh, it's only going to help their, their uh, championship, you know? So. Well, that's what I, I said, right? Like, you know, I sort of said to people within their organization and, and that I was dealing with on the, on the weekend, I was like, well, obviously not every round's like this. And they were like, ah, oh. like yep. it's obviously not quite like this, but they're like, there'll be a few pro guys not here or a few of the interstate juniors, but for the most part, this is how big the championship is, or the series, yep. um, which is pretty great. Cr- like I said, hats off to a man. I mean, I, it was cool, right, because we did a quick interview with Ferris on Saturday, and um, and he's like, yeah, my first sunny state, or or maybe even one of his last, you know, he's like, he's been doing the sunny states for 18 years. Yeah, yeah. And then him yep. and Todd Waters were battling in the first moto and he was talking about how him and Todd used to battle as juniors and yep. it's just, it's, the history of it is, is really cool. But it, it is, hey, and it's cool like to see these guys, you know, obviously they are kind of veterans in their class and uh, they still love to, to come along and race these events, you know, it's, it's great. All right, I'm just looking at the results, I guess. Um, the track looked... From the outside looking in, it actually looked not too bad. And then I went out and got some content on the track. And I was like, this is... The only thing I said to you on the day, I could only compare it to Rosebud in Victoria. Those of you guys listening from Vehicle, if you've ridden Rosebud. But it's like the Rosebud Junior track because it's not a bottomless sand pit. It has a hard base yep. several feet down. Yep, yep. And it seemed like... There was rollers on the outsides and then the insides had got down to that kind of sandstone base and then there were square edges. Is that kind of what it was? Oh, definitely. The whole track, you know, it was kind of different depending on what what section of the track you're in, you know. like It it was definitely some very sharp, kicky bumps um, and and obviously the deep rollers as well. But um, that's what made it quite challenging is it didn't – the track flowed reasonably well. It's still quite tight. It's not not a lot of flowy – you know, like high speed corners, it, it is quite like for the 450s. I bet it was a bit of a challenge. Um, but because well, the, the lap times were what 135s, 140s yeah. for the pro guys, yeah, they're doing like 130s, I think, nearly most of the day. What were you so. doing? 
Oh man, I was like, I think I did a one thirty six qualifying, but then I was like one forty something. So <laughs> it's yeah. not bad on a one twenty five, man. Yeah, no, I, I feel uh, there was still definitely a few few seconds there. But uh, is it, the track shorter than it used to be? Because it used to, they used to have MX Nationals and stuff there. Well, I've only ridden that layout. The first time I rode was last year at the Sunny States in the right, five okay. class, um, and it's exactly the same layout. Yeah, because I can't imagine them having a pro national there with that length of lap time but maybe they did i don't know yeah yeah it's um yeah like i said it, it's quite it's in a quite a confined space and it's i think they've done well with, with the space they've got there with they've the done layout. really well yeah I mean, considering the size of the venue because when i was driving out of town to get to the track i was like oh this is pretty close to town you know yes yeah um which was handy because i could book a hotel saturday night and get some aircon and like a cold shower much <laughs> needed right <laughs> oh man it was i don't I almost think it may have been better riding on Saturday. It might be a silly thing to say, but yep. it was so hot standing in the pits all day. It was it was really humid, man. Well, yeah, the big the biggest test really was when you stop because obviously there's no airflow, right? And there wasn't much of a breeze. There was no breeze. Um, hey, it so was so still. Yeah, trying to cool off after the motos was uh, brutal. And I mean, you know, there's obviously Todd Waters there. He he rode the 252 stroke in the MX2 class, and he was backing it up on the 450 in MX1. And I know, you know, obviously they did six motos, and it, plus practice, you know, and qualifying. So like it just shows how how strong and how fit you know Todd Toddy is. Like it's it was yeah. incredible. They were you a lot of the boy, and that's the thing. There was a combo of like testing for Primax, fitness for Primax, um, and then them wanting to win as well. So if yep. let's take a look, MX One Pro, um, obviously Webby gets the overall from Ferris. So Kyle Webster, Dean Ferris, Top Waters third, Wilson, Todd, Kirk Gibbs, Luke Zielinski, Levi Rogers, Zach Watson. That's um, a pro national right there. Yeah, who we got here in ninth, Jack? Oh, Jack Mather. Yep. He was impressive, dude. He, I was really blown away with him on the 450 there. Like, it's, uh, it was pretty cool to see such a, obviously, a young kid that's stepping up from MX3 uh, perform so well. And, and obviously, it was a good reference with him. I know he's battling with Todd um, on quite a few motos. And, uh, yeah, I think that will add to his confidence massively. Yeah, we'll come back to him. Because I, I didn't even know he could ride it for most kids can, but... Not like that. That was impressive. Um, Reese Bard, 10th overall. Chandler Burns, Joel Evans, Liam Atkinson, Lockie Latimer, Joel Phillips. Um, man, the list just goes on. Um, Kader Manier, Cody O'Lone, Navarin Grothius, Riley Fitzpatrick, like all of those all of those names are, are national names. But yeah. um, let's talk about the battle at the front. Um Sorry, just give me two seconds so I can get this back up. We had, um, obviously, start of the day, Ferris, well, I think Wilson told whole shot two out of three motos, um, which was, he gets great starts. There's a highlight video we put out on the Sunny State socials yesterday. Um, you guys should go watch it because there's a clip of Wilson start and it's I sick. Saw it, yeah. yeah, he gets yeah. low and does his yeah. gear shift and we had it in slow-mo. It's so sick. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure what was going on with Wilson Todd. Like, he's good in the sand. Yep. He whole shot and I was like, okay, you know, Wilson's on this year because he destroyed everyone at Coolum in 2022. Uh, would it be when, yeah when he stepped up so it was twenty two yeah yes. it was twenty two yeah, yeah. Yep. um and I sort of said to the team I was like what's going on Wilson and they like oh he's you know I'm like is he set up what is it like yeah he's just trying to get comfortable but I was like it's the same bike and the same team yep. that he stepped on a year and a half ago like maybe he's just not quite ready yet with the race intensity preseason like it's still a few weeks to round one he maybe not be pushing 
But I was surprised to see how much Webby and um, Dean and even Gibbsy gapped him in the opening moto. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, I was lucky to uh, to watch that from the cherry picker with you the first moto yeah, there. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, it, I think Dean he just he was just so I think just so happy to be on the team. Um, obviously this year he's got a lot more support and um, he just did the classic Dean, got out front, controlled the race and, and yeah, he didn't really put a foot wrong, right? Like he, he really uh, yeah, nailed the first moto there. Um, yeah, but the, I think Wilson, I think maybe he just takes a little bit longer to get warmed up. I think, you know, like it's, I think from, you know, the previous years, I think he's he does tend to start a little bit slower than some of the other guys. Mm, true, um, true. But, you know, I think he, he had decent speed but definitely wasn't one of the fastest guys and uh Hopefully he might use this as a bit of motivation going into the first national to try and find some more speed. Yeah, I think it's a good good base, right? To go, okay, where am I kind of at? And and obviously it was interesting. We talked about this all day. Like Dean's bike was working really well in the first moto because yep. um, I think there was a lot more flowing lines. But, you know, you could visibly see as far as – I mean, I didn't talk to Dean and um, Kyle about their setup. Dean's kind of – he's not tall, but he's taller. Kyle's really short. Honda's a short bike. Yamaha's a bigger bike. Dean, you could visibly see Dean's wheelbase was longer. Yep. And he was going to the outsides. And the insides, like we said, had that choppy, harder base. And Webby was just squaring up and cutting and flat tracking across every inside that he could. Yep. Dean was taking a lot more outsides. And the top part of the track, the outsides were slower and Webby would catch him. Yep. Then that back part of the track, high speed, Dean would kind of pull away. Definitely. And it was, uh, it was a really interesting balance. And in Moto 1, it worked for Dean. And then in Moto 2, he his bike didn't look, you know, he, he went back to second. Yep. And then he had that big crash. Did you yeah. see the crash? I, I didn't see the crash, no. So there was like an inside roll. or You know, the first turn yep. uh, goes around that right sweeper. Then there's that next right. Yep. You go straight there. Then there was that inside roller or the big outside bum. Yes, yeah. So he crashed going into the inside roller. But he okay. kind of like didn't see it coming. So he didn't get a chance to put his hand out. I wouldn't say it was a big crash. But he just went straight to his head. Yes, okay. And like in that heat, you know what it's like when you you said when you stop, right? Yes, just, yeah. I reckon his, his goggles would have splattered with water. And oh. I think he came back to fifth. Like he just said he wasn't willing to risk anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but Kyle's bike in the second and third moto – Dean's was better in the last one. Yep. Um, but Kyle's bike was working really well for him. But I was talking to Ross Beaton and it was interesting because obviously Kyle trains with Beaton and, and I just sort of, you know, just chatting about our observations. And he's like, Kyle isn't that fussy. He said, Kyle kind of will ride to the bike where the bike's at as yep. opposed to trying to, you know, he's kind of not that way inclined to, to be a fussy rider to a degree. Dean's the opposite, right? When everything's working, he performs absolutely unbelievable. But if their bike's not quite working 100%, I think it also probably comes with the experience a little bit. He understands, all right, let's just cool the jets, not push as hard. Let's not make so many mis- you know mistakes and take the risk. Yeah. Um, but like you say, yeah, someone like Kyle, maybe he's a little bit more uh, kind of a, a bulldog and, and will we'll, we'll push a little bit further and, and, and harder through those situations maybe. I think it goes to show with the Honda because you look at Jed and Dean – both got off the Honda, couldn't gel with it. Yep. But Webby's always gelled with it. Yeah, he goes uh, good, hey. Yeah, yep. it's interesting. That it's just different preferences, right? Yeah, and um, also being sand. I know that obviously Kyle is he grew extremely up in strong, strong so in the sand. In the sand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, pr- it's a pretty pretty good thing to watch Kyle uh, through the sand tracks. And then the other thing was obviously, um, you know, 15-minute uh, motors. Yes. So which yep. was enough in the humidity, but 
I think you could see that Dean was just getting into his stride when the race was, you know, over. Like they, they were neck and neck across the finish in the final moto. Yep. Um, but it was really cool to see Toddy third overall. Yep. Um Super consistent. I think he was like five, six, four, you know, something like that. Yep. Um, Gibbsy, man, he was going fast. In that first moto, he passed Wilson Todd and was catching, was catching Dean and Webster. Yeah, like, yeah. I hadn't seen Gibbsy ride like that in a long time. No, awesome to see, obviously, being on kind of a new bike. I know the Gas Gas is, is kind of a KDM anyway, right? So I think a lot of his parts and the testing he did over the last few years, obviously it's transitioned across, but I was really, really impressed with Kirk. And, you know, he definitely had some strong performances there and really good to see, obviously, uh, him being able to chase Dan, you know, Dean and, and Kyle there. It's awesome. It was, man. And I, th- I think, I don't know, it, it seems like there's more involvement from WP this year. Yes. Okay. WP Australia. Like yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but from what I can tell, it, I don't know, his settings look really good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He looked comfortable. Hey, and it looked like he was maybe riding a little bit more effort, effortless than the front two. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I think, uh, yeah, it was definitely, I think it'll add a lot to his confidence going into the first round of the nationals. So um, Wilson Todd fourth overall gives you fifth. Luke Zielinski, he had a really quiet, but good day. Yep. Um, obviously he made the switch from Yamaha to the support deal with, with the Raceline Husky crew. Yep. And he's not like on a full ride, but he's on a support ride. Um, and I was chatting to him at the Raceline launch the other night and and he said um, he's never had such good suspension and he said he's actually struggling to set it up a little bit because there's so much variance compared to, you know, like the Showa OEM stuff on Yamaha. Yep. yep. I think, Yami Showa, I forget. Uh, no, uh, KYB. KYB. Yeah, yep, yep. Sorry, like the, the production KYB stuff on Yamaha, like... Yep. I think they're such a consumer-based bike. Yes. Then you go to like the, the the WPA kit. He's probably running on like the cone valve. Sorry, on 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 Husky. Yes. And you know yourself, you, it's so easy to when you've got all those clickers and high speed, low speed, this that you can get lost really quick. Oh, definitely. And you know, like some guys obviously find a base setting and they they don't really go far from it. But then obviously some of these setups now you know, you can really change the setting depending on the tracks. Um, I myself, I always just like to find a base and almost leave it from track to yeah, track. I think because we're old, we're, well, I'm old, you're, you're old, I'm older. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think our era, I don't know, man, like I'm the same. Once, if I, when I have a bike, I just yep. get a base setting and then I either raise my forks or pull them through. Yep. I'll change my sag slightly, but the clickers, I just like to leave them alone, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Zielinski was saying that, but it, he looked really good, man. Six overall. Levi Rogers, his first hit out on the beta. Yes, yep. Um, he looked like he was getting better all day. Like, I think the, the first few motos, I think he just finding his feet. And I, I actually spoke to um, Zach, who, who supports him there at Calandra Motorcycles, yeah. and um, he uh, he was saying, yeah, they were chasing set up in the morning, but then towards the end of the day, they were they were definitely getting a better, better yeah. Setup. You could see like they um, they changed his fork height at different times, and and um, that's the first unit. Well, there's two of them. They were both there on the weekend of the the 450 beta. Yes, yeah. Uh, I forget the other rider's name. Um, um, I think he he races some off road. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I forget his name. Sorry. Deegs, Deegs. Oh, here it is. De- Deegs. Um, Deegan. It's not opening. Anyway, Deegan. Yep. It's not Danny Boy, but his name's Deegan. Um, yeah, that, so I think they are the only two bikes that are even in the country. Yes, Forget yeah. like retail race, like that's it. Yep. So they were both out on track, which was cool to see. So they've got a lot of development work to do with that program, and, and I think yep. um, they're going to figure it out. But Levi, considering, you know, uh, where he was at last year, 
like I was really impressed with that seventh and they're going to figure that bike out. I think he's going to get better. Definitely. It was good to see, man. Like I talked to him a little bit. He seems happy even though they're chasing. Like I think that's just going to be an acceptance that they're going to be chasing set up for a while, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's a new bike. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, Zach Watson and again, uh, Mather, man, that Moto, Moto 1 or Moto 2, I can't remember, when he was chasing down Toddy. Yep. So impressive, man. Uh, I think he was fourth or fifth, yep. but he was catching. Um, he was catching Todd, and Reese Bud was behind him. That was it. And yes, I did see see that. that, that I think that was. Yeah. I can't remember which moto it was. I was making jokes. I was like, "Well, if he passes Todd, he's not going to get paid." You know, yeah, being yeah. the team owner. <laughs> but um, that kid's got a bright future on a four fifty because that was super impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was MX one. I, I don't know. We'll talk a bit about MX two, and then we'll kind of go over the juniors we're not gonna do a massive show i just wanted to get the channel moving uh a few guys writers and and, and people came up to me on the weekend and, and he said you know when are you guys putting a show out and people listen to it so i forget that sometimes that people want content um sounds silly to say but when there's not i guess we're not an outlet that does a lot of international coverage i like to keep it australian industry based so there is quite a lot of off time yes yeah the season um well, now when you have a good series like obviously the sunshine state series it's uh yeah it's, it's good to put some content out there and i think people are keen to listen to right so well yeah i think there's a lot of news coming from this and and it's it's a big championship but uh right mx2 pro um reese bud did you watch any of the mx2 motos i actually only watched a few of the laps um you would have been on the line were you or are you yeah i think there was i was uh lining up for the gate um there was one race in between the two of us so yeah, okay, um, okay. yeah but i saw reese is looking really good on that new bike like he's looking awesome he's dialed man he's dialed he, he looks he just builds his program every year and he looks dialed and he's got married and he's got a kid on the way like yep. i feel like he's really mature for his age he ain't that old yep and i think as well i think him now being under obviously uh, todd's Todd's truck like i think having todd over your shoulder like you know helping you you know supporting you along the weekend you just can't pay for that experience, right? Like that's that's awesome, and I think uh, Todd's going to be be great for his next, you know. Yeah, he'll of be years. a great influence. 100%. I think um, yeah. Reese is like I said. I don't know. Maybe it's the moustache. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. legit. Yeah, but he just seems really mature. Like he was racing juniors in 2017. So what's that? Six years ago. He's a, he's only early 20s, man. Like yeah. 23, 24. He's not old. Yep. Um, but he, the way he rides very fit he's always on the pegs strong over the front of the bike like i like how he rides and he was good man but i tell you what there were so many fast guys in mx2 across um the races like reese bud went out and won moto one and then um noah ferguson won moto two but kata manier led the whole moto oh he was riding awesome hey he was riding really well and i don't think he realized how much uh you know uh, drama that was happening behind him like there was at one point, was there seven or eight guys? Yeah, were, it was a freight train. Yeah. Like, it was a freight train. And I actually went out with my phone and just put a reel together of the highlights of that race because it was just yep. like, there was so much going on. Oh, it was awesome. And yeah. then Lyle won the last moto. And and because it was so all over the place, obviously, Reese gets the overall. Lyle got second overall. Byron Dennis, I don't know his moto scores, but he got, it was only three points off of winning it. Yep. So he must have had some top threes. Yes, yeah. Um. Toddy Waters on the two-stroke. Oh, he looked like he was having fun, hey? Like, Dude, just <laughs> so cool. Yeah, and actually was at the last race. He he was actually coming through the pack. Yeah, and last race he got um, 
top three, I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, it wasn't third; it was fourth. But third I mean, fourth, yeah. he was just hauling, and you just see his fitness was just. Everyone was getting tired, and he was just chipping away, you know. And I think if it was another five minutes, he might have been uh, been looking for the win, you know. I think it's. I don't know. For me, my memory of racing sand tracks like that is, you get out of the ability to sprint, and you have to do a lap that you can repeat. Yep. You know, and it's at like 90% or 85%. Yeah, definitely. And you just set it and repeat and go. And that's what the older guys are good at, where yep. Todd just doesn't have that sprint speed anymore, especially against the 250 kids. Yeah, and I think obviously with sprint speed, you uh, you know, there's, there's a bit of danger that comes with it too because uh, you're pushing the, pushing the limits, you know, where if you can just clock off those consistent laps, you uh, it's definitely a safer way to ride, right? It is. And, and, and that showed, right, like Ryder Kingsford, we'll get to him. So Water's fourth overall, Muneer fifth overall and then right at Kingsford now Kingsford probably the fastest or one of the fastest on the day should have won I think it was the first moto he was pretty much gone um but small crashes small mistakes you know he had the speed same as Ferguson he won moto two just didn't quite have that consistency um and it, it was a track that would make you pay if you couldn't do the same lap over again right definitely and obviously like I was saying with the heat you know as soon as you drop the bike you know, you got say 15, 20 seconds picking the bike up and and getting going again, and and that uh, it almost takes you two or three laps to recoup from that. You know, so it does, man. Um, Jace Car- uh, Jace Cosford eighth overall. Um, quiet day for Cosford. I kind of thought he'd be a little more up the front. Yeah, I, I uh, like I said, I missed a fair bit of the MX2 racing, but. Um, yeah, like I said, that I mean, just reading through those names, it's stacked. And uh, yeah. It's gnarly. Like Kayla Byram's a Yamalou Yamaha Byram ninth overall. Um, but Byram comes from Toowoomba. The sand isn't his thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like true. Like he likes <laughs> hard pack routes. Yeah. Um, and Supercross. Deacon Pace, man, that kid um, from WA, rides for Moto1, motorcycles KDM, um, goes out, whole shots Moto1, leads for, I think, four or five laps. Um, and then he said the heat just kind of got him. Like yep. he went from first to 10th and I saw him when he came off the track and he was like, you know, wasn't tired. It was like heat and he was just like, man, I'm, I'm just, I've never raced in this heat before. Oh, and, and the thing is, I think if you, if you haven't, if you're not exposed to the heat, like it's, um, you, you can't train for that. You have to be, you have to be living in that environment to really be able to perform at, at, a, at a good level, you know, like even just going to, you know, uh, Japan in the snow and he, you come back to this humidity like it's a shock and i was obviously you know away for 10 days it's not a long period of time no. before that the weather here was hot coming back you know it hits you like a brick wall right like and you know these guys that are obviously traveling up from say nz or down south they're not used to the humidity and then they they do a race and they, it's a massive shock to them and, and their body just can't perform at that level it used to be uh, like i remember when i come up from vic and you're like oh my god it's it but now i when i go down south I'm like, oh my god, it's so cold the air's so cold you know yeah, yeah. it's yep. funny but it's funny. I remember um, I've raced very few pro races in Oz, but I did a few MX Nationals in 2012. And I did round one uh, at Conondale, and it was in like March, right? Awesome, yeah. Um, and in Vic, because it was when I was a PT, and I used to have the gym, right? So um, I used to train in skins because, you know, it regulates your blood flow and your body temperature. Yep. So I used to ride in them like a full skin suit. Yep. And everyone was like, you can't, I'm like, no, no, it regulates body temperature, you know. Anyway, I did like two laps in practice. I came in the mechanics area, I just ripped it off. <laughs> I was like, get off me, you know. Yeah, there's um, no way you're doing that in Queensland. Nah, nah, but I was naive. I didn't realize how much the weather varied in, in Australia yep. um, back then. But um, 
you know, Deacon Pace. So 10th overall Pace. He he had some good rides throughout the day, but I think the first might have fried him, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, you can't bounce back from that. Once you've had, like, you know, you're almost getting that heat exhaustion and obviously your body's dehydrated. There's just no chance of being able to perform for the rest of the day, I think, once you push that uh, your body to that extreme, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. Um, uh, Riley Fitzpatrick, 11. Um, Private Seer putting his program together. He's running Cowies this year. Kobe Drew, uh, Yamalu Yamaha, he was so from down well, – he's not from Victoria, but the team is. Uh, he was 12. Jack Kukas, 13. Travis Orlando, 14. Brock Flynn, 15. Bailey Malkovich is back from injury again, and he, he said he's going to ride 250s this year, and he's getting bikes from um, WBR. He's getting support from Serco, and I don't know, hopefully Bailey can just – I just said to him, I'm like, man, you just need like a – a year of no injuries like even forget results just do every moto because he's got so much talent that kid yeah like i haven't uh watched bailey closely so it's hard for me to comment but um yeah i saw that he had some good results last was it last year he uh yeah the year before when he was on circo that's that's it yeah yep. he was uh podiums overalls like yep. i think he won a moto or two but um injuries just keep getting him man yeah. I mean, that kid's raced in MXGPs. Like, he can ride. And you see it. Like, I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys listening, you know, watch the Supercross and, you know, you look at Faulkner, you know, just oh, absolutely amazing speed. That, and, um, you know, the the some riders, it just, and I, I mean, I went through the same thing. I had four years and well, four surgeries. Well, that was your you know? career, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just, uh, and it's hard, you know, every time you, you uh, start to get back to full fitness, um you know, you have another injury and you lose three or four years of your career really quickly and, and you're just never performing at the level that you kind of need to, so. Yeah, it's like forget the level that you were because by the time you get back, everyone else has progressed and I don't know, man. I know Bailey can do it speed-wise. He's just got to just try to get through a season yes, and yeah. race every motocross and supercross. Hopefully he can. Um, Jack Mather, again, 17th and 250s. I'm not sure what happened throughout the day, but he was really impressive on the 450. Uh, Jai Constantino from Vic, 18. Mackenzie O'Ree from Vic, 19. Charlie Cannon, 20. She yep. obviously won the women's class the day before. She was really impressive. But I think that that stacked field of men, it's, it's obviously, I think she's going to race the Prime X rounds in the men's in, in the rounds as not women. Yep. She'll probably be a bit more competitive as in she'll probably take more risks. Yep. I don't think she was probably putting herself at any risk against Oh, I think as well, Sunday. yeah, obviously that track, with the way it formed up, it, it's... It's brutal, you know. She she's not a big girl, like she she's a bit more of a, a, a girly girl as such, you know. And um, well, yeah, you say like it's a man's track, like but cliche, like it, yeah. it is. Like. And you know, like the obviously she's still probably adapting to the Honda a little bit, um, just getting getting the setup. But I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I don't think she got the best of starts, and she probably could have. I think she could have performed maybe slightly better in in you know looking at the results, but um, still like impressive ride. Like, I looked at some of her lap times and still still strong, you know. So she was fast on Saturday, man. Um, I'm going to realistically we talked about every class and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually quite disconnected from junior moto at this point. And I know some of the names and players, but not many. So seeing that many juniors on the weekend was a bit overwhelming, honestly, as far as knowing what was going on. But there was a lot of talented juniors and Yep. You know, Charlie Cannon and Darcy Wally were battling now in the women's. Um I'm gonna try and get some of the junior results up because we've got to give these guys some some love here, but um, the so we got here junior lights uh, two stroke class. So Lockie Allen won that one. Junior, uh, he's the Yamaha Australia rider. Hayden Downey, Cole Harvey, 
Harvey and was um, he was fast on the four stroke as well. Um, so how's this? Uh, 65, 10, under 12. You had Mason as a guileless. So that's, um, you know, easy e-race products like the clamps and wheels. Yes, yeah. That's that's Carlos's son from okay. Victoria. Yep. Nico Verhoeven second from New Zealand. Yep. And then Lewis Carafa from Vic. Yes, wow. So wow. that's like a interstate international podium. Yeah, so yeah. cool. It's even crazier for me, man, because uh, Lewis Carafa's uncle is Justin Carafa. And me and him used to battle like crazy when I lived in Australia when I was a kid racing 80s. Yeah, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> like, and now like you see the the next generation coming through it makes me feel old yep i bet <laughs> um yeah let's just look if there's any other classes i can really tap into yeah it's hard for me to comment on the saturday racing obviously just in, i had a big day and drove up from uh sunny coast on sunday and <laughs> it was a 4 a.m start and then a uh yeah i think i got home by 8 30 it was pretty, pretty full on but yeah it's it's a thing right um cole harvey nate parrot seth thomas in um 85 big wheel, 12 to under 16. Thomas won two motos. He's the Husky, uh, sorry, Gas Gas uh, Oz rider. He was really fast, man. He's been fast for a few years, but crashed out of the last moto. So Cole Harvey, he got first in big wheel, 85, and I think he might have podiumed there. Yeah, so first in big wheel, 85, and third in 125 junior lights. That's really cool. Um, I don't know, man. We're going to run out all day if we keep going through all the classes. This was just supposed to be a quick little podcast to get back into it. but Yeah, just looking at the time, 38 minutes already. Wow. It flies by, <laughs> man. It really does. We do these things for two hours, two and a half hours, and it feels like you've been on for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, crazy. But anyway, that's uh, a little a little rundown of all the action of the uh, Honda uh, Sunshine Slate MX Series here on uh, the Inside Dirt Show. And we'll do these little impromptu pop-up Inside Dirt Shows, as we always do, you guys know by now that listen that we have our mainstay shows which is prime x and supercross and we're going to add to that this year with some state level coverage so i guess that kind of entails this yeah um we're going to have some state level coverage from other states that we're going to announce soon because there's actual sponsors and structures around that show this one's a bit impromptu yep but um, i think we'll keep it going and do some more i might even bring the podcaster to the rounds and do some stuff at the events i thought about that as well because man so many riders and families and stories, like you could do some cool interviews, you know. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, maybe Saturday nights, just, uh, yeah, go around the pits and I'm sure there'll be some great stories to be told. Yeah, there probably would. I'll, I, I won't be at the track Saturday night. I'll be I'll <laughs> be in the air-conditioned room until it cools down up here in Queensland. But, um, Richie, thanks, man. I think um, we definitely need to do a podcast, you and I, and talk about our um, years of racing in the UK and – how we both ended up on the Sunshine Coast on the other side of the world and how we're still around dirt bikes, which is cool. Definitely. No, I'd be keen to. Yeah, tell, I'd love to tell your story. I think I've told mine a little bit, but I find yours equally fascinating. Um, just got to try and uh, get all those hits to the heads o- head over the years, just try and remember what happened. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all the concussions. That's it. Was that that year or that year? But Yeah, yeah. No, it's we'll cool, We'll get mate. close to it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Like I said, uh, Sunny State. We'll probably do some more of these uh, for the series because I had a lot of fun and there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the series. So shout out to everybody that was there. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks to the series organizers for having Inside Dirt and ID Media Group there to um, to cover the, the series. 
and uh, we will have more content on the socials this week. We're going to announce the shows for the year on the podcast network and check out insidedirt.com.au. We've got a lot of um, press releases and articles. There's the Sunny State Race Report, some image galleries. Um, we're growing the team at ID Media Group and it's allowing us to do more stuff with Inside Dirt, which is exciting. So um, with that being said, we will catch you guys in probably two weeks for the Amex Superstores Primex preview show. Uh, that we'll put out the week of Wontaggy. So until then, thanks for listening.